Welcome to the Marvell Essential Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Banuelos. On today's episode, catch up with Peter Carson, Senior Director of Solutions Marketing, wrapping up MWC Barcelona 2023. Hear about what's new for Marvell, the latest trends from the show floor, and key takeaways from the show. Be sure to also check out Marvell's blogs, press releases, and videos from MWC Barcelona 2023 by clicking the link in the description of this episode. To stay up to date on future episodes, please be sure to subscribe to the Marvell Essential Technology Podcast. Hey, Peter, it's great to have you back on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to a discussion today. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, first, thought we could start off with what were some of your general impressions from Mobile World Barcelona 2023? Hey, Chris. Thanks. Uh, great to be back in the hot seat here with you. Um, yeah, after four years away from the show, it was great to be back in the jam-packed halls of the FIRA uh, with about eight, 88,000 attendees strong, 18-hour days, long taxi queues and all. I, I should point out that these long days were usually capped off with dinner meetings at wonderful tapas restaurants in Barcelona. Um, I guess that's what keeps you going for the whole four to five day MWC marathon. But putting aside all the work that goes into the glitzy demos and driving new content, the new cycle and all that, uh, this year was really all about being back in person and the hundreds of face to face interactions we had with booth visitors and in scheduled customer partner and operator meetings. I'm very curious to know, and I'm sure some of our listeners are as well. What's new from Marvell? Well, at our booth, we showcased uh, Marvell's 5G infrastructure silicon portfolio, which spans from the edge of the network to the core. And to date, MWC was actually Marvell's broadest exhibition of 5G solutions spanning processor, optical, switch, and our security business units. This included our recently announced Octeon 10 Fusion processor family, so the industry's first 5 nanometer baseband platform as well as other Octeon 10 products that are used for accelerating L2, L3 processing and critical core network functions like the new 5G user plane called otherwise known as UPS. On the transport side, we showcased optical DSPs and the Bristera switch solution, which is optimized for front haul, mid haul and back haul. And, and we had a new demo of our new Liquid Security 2 adapter, which is also built on Marvell technology that's trusted by the world's largest hyperscale clouds. And we demonstrated five key use cases for 5G security from literally at the edge IoT devices in terms of eSIM and SIM um, security all the way to the 5G core network. So with the virtualization of 5G networks, cloud-optimized hardware security modules are really becoming mission critical for a wide range of applications. And what about for Marvell partners? What's new? Well, partner activities at MWC were really a highlight for us at the show. Partner products that we displayed in our booth wound up garnering more visitor engagement than anything else we exhibited. Two examples are Nokia's Cloud RAN server and accelerator card. The latter powered by the jointly designed ReefShark chip based on a customized version of our Octeon Fusion processor. And we also had a joint reference design that we did with um, analog devices, which featured a massive MIMO radio unit powered by the new Marvell Octeon 10 Fusion processor. And that really highlighted best-in-class energy for very advanced uh, massive MIMO radios that support up to 32 or, or more transmit and receive antennas. And we, we also had about 10 customers and partners exhibiting RAN products and designs based on our Octeon Fusion baseband processor throughout the show floor. 
I, I was told there were actually more than 10, but I personally counted um, Nokia, Samsung, Tuit, Dell, Vodafone, Arm, Wind River, VMware, Arraycom, and of course, ADI also had a mirror image of what we displayed, but they had a live demo along with it as well. And, and I, I would like to also point out that these partner displays included not just the radio unit, but uh, the lion's share of them were distributed units and actually included both traditional and cloud native type systems. Another area that we um, got a lot of attention on was open front hall products that are powered by our Prestera switch silicon, which were showcased in four different customer and partner booths around MWC, in addition to showing off uh, some of that at our booth as well. But Open RAN is actually helping to diversify uh, front hall vendors with new interoperable high-performance cell site gateways from the likes of Pegatron and other vendors. And our front hall switching products cover not only the mainstream, uh, but uh, emerging 5G industrial IoT applications as well. These were all on display as well at this uh, year's MWC. Peter, this question isn't exactly technical, but what was hot from the show floor? Well, this may sound like a, a fairly biased view as a, as a key partner, um, but we weren't the only one with this view. Is cited by many influencers and, and analysts as, as one of the highlights of the show. But Nokia's rebrand, you know, was was literally an instantaneous transformation overnight. When I say overnight, I mean Sunday, the eve of the show, to a much more modern and colorful image representing the you know the company's core values that really distinguish them among infrastructure vendors and really make us proud to be uh, one of their key partners. And if Nokia's rebrand itself didn't steal the show, the, the next morning they, they announced their AnyRAN ecosystem, which you know included the top three hyperscale cloud providers and the top three data center server vendors. And that really put them over the top and actually helped uh, land Pekka Lundmark, their CEO, at the top of GSMA's list of the show's biggest influencers, which is an amazing feet considering all the other industry luminaries that were there, like Martin Cooper, who wound up number two on the list. He's the father of the cell phone, celebrating the upcoming 50th anniversary of the industry's first call, which is kind of the industry's big bang moment. And so why do I call this out? It really is because, you know, cloud service providers presence at this year at the show was felt much more than any previous year. And Nokia's AnyRAN ecosystem, which Marvell is part of, really highlights uh, two of Nokia's real unique leadership points and its commitment to drive the best-in-class RAN solutions for all architectures, not just cloud RAN, not just traditional RAN, but also the recognition of the value that their strategic partners bring to the table, especially from the cloud ecosystem. And this is not just for Nokia, but also for Marvell. Uh, We did a lot of integration work with the top cloud software management uh, companies like Wind River, Red Hat, and VMware, and featured a lot of this at the show as well. And you know these these latter points are really particularly important in the presence of marketing disruptions uh, that are happening right now in five G cloud convergence. Peter, can we talk just for a quick second about key industry takeaways? What was Marvell's perspective? Well, since our focus as a company is data infrastructure, I'll take it from that angle. Cloud ran clearly, you know captured a lot of attention. And this is really an industry catchword for combination of technical concepts that include open RAN and virtualized RAN or VRAN. But in the context of cloud RAN, we saw a bit of a paradox. Um, While cloud RAN hype was alive and well, behind the scenes, we were seeing more and more carriers um, having done trials, sitting on the side, recognizing 
and discussing kind of the mountain of things that need to happen before you can actually scale these kinds of systems and a, and a very strong and growing recognition that uh, general purpose processors, which were really the predecessors of the for the early systems, really don't quite cut it in terms of delivering the kind of performance that carriers expect today, which is uh, equivalent to the established leading edge networks of the world in, in 5G. And so this given added momentum to a new crop of open standards-based uh, VRAN accelerator cards led by our customers using Octeon 10 Fusion, including Nokia, Samsung, Dell, Fujitsu, and others. Um, but MWC, our customers showed up in full sh- force, and they're, they're shining a spotlight on, on really what made this industry so successful in the first place, uh, driving best-in-class connectivity experience that we all take for granted, regardless of what G we're on or what the underlying architecture is. And how they're doing that is by using the same baseband silicon in their open VRAN solutions that are already deployed at scale in the most advanced 5G networks around the world. And that is driven by Octeon Fusion technology. And this is really starting to resonate with carriers. And what were some of the other key takeaways? Well, one of the things we saw across the board was sustainability has become more than just a buzzword. Energy efficiency is now on the front line in the competitive battle for RAND leadership. And that's wholly consistent with recent GSMA research that cited energy efficiency as the number one consideration in carrier 5G network transformation. Nowhere is this really more evident than in RAM, which constitutes, based on the same research, 73% of an operator's energy footprint. And most of this is at the very edge of the network in the radio, where increasing massive MIMO complexity is, is really driving demands on processor complexity and power consumption. And so we produced a video that showed the practical downstream energy savings benefits uh, for our customers with our optimized silicon and advanced power management techniques and process node leadership. And partners like ADI, which had the live demo of our joint massive MIMO radio unit reference design, had hands-on displays to show how the 40% power reduction enables not only lower total cost of ownership, and energy efficiency, but also leads to much smaller, lower cost units that can be mounted virtually anywhere. And that's a critical consideration in the expansion of 5G coverage. Quantum computing was another interesting topic um, that that grabbed a lot of attention from passersby at our booth, primarily because the words quantum computing happened to be used in one of our security demos in in one of the slides. And and that drew a lot of people into the booth uh, wondering what we were doing in that area. So it seemed to be top of mind for a lot of visitors. The context in our case was really the importance of rethinking network security and 5G in a post-quantum computing world where the most sophisticated encryption algorithms can be broken with the world's most powerful computers that exist today. And this comes in what is already a heightened mobile security risk environment and literally from the edge to the core. And so the crypto agility and performance of our liquid security to hardware security modules um, really enables a firmware update to support post-quantum crypto algorithms when they become standardized. And and that will be happening over the next year or, or two. And, you know, this was only one of five security use cases that we highlighted uh, for HSMs in the 5G world, but but probably uh, more important for the longer term future. Peter, really appreciate our conversation today. I want to thank you for being on this episode and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Chris. Look forward to the next one. 
Thank you for listening to the Marvel Essential Technology Podcast. As always, please feel free to visit our website to learn more, and we'll see you on the next episode.